Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> Welcome to Burning I'm your host, Hannah Burner. And today, we have Jera Bean. She's an Adidas ambassador, has over 150K followers on Instagram. She's a lifestyle fitness influencer. She used to be a soul cycle instructor, and she has her nipples pierced. Jera, welcome to hell. <laughs> oh my God, Hannah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Did you I'm like so my excited. intro? That, especially the last part. Very relevant. Well, I like to start saying how I know who the fuck you are yeah girl because i don't just bring people on for no reason i feel so special thank you i'm about to torture you you should feel special okay my adrenaline's running heart's beating <laughs> give it to me so i actually am a huge massive creep stalker but you guys knew that already and i started following jara when after my tennis career i was feeling lazy and i had no ambition to work out like I went to the gym and i'm like i'm not trying to win a championship i'm not trying to win a match i'm not mm -hmm. trying to lose weight why am i here but Instagram was super inspiring in terms of like the yoga influencers bending their back with their legs over their head, <laughs> but I couldn't do that. But then I saw like cool fitness chicks with athleisure and I was like, I could aspire to be like a fitness model, like sports tennis model. And Jarrah came up on my feed because she was like fun, cool, fitnessy. And the stalking began. Yeah, girl. That's how it always begins. You messaged me. You randomly saw a comment? Yeah. Sometimes I often click into the profiles of people who comment on my photos because I want to know who they are. And if I see someone sort of repeat comment a bunch of times, like, I want to know you who they like, are. You were like, you commented 3,000 times on one photo. <laughs> like, who the hell is this girl? <laughs> um, no, but I saw your profile and I was like, dang, this girl seems funny. She seems like she has something to say. And I'm always down to make new friends and make new connections. That's such a powerful part of Instagram for me. So I was like, yo, like, let me reach out and send her a message. So I think I was like, hey, like, let's get coffee sometime. So when Jara Bean messaged me, I was like, I made it. As an adult, it's really hard to make friends. So hard. Why do you have the balls to do that? Like, that was very ballsy of you. I think that Instagram has such has been such a crucial part of my life in a variety of ways but it has been really important in me making friends and making female connections in my life so when i, I love first, that yeah yeah back in april 2015 is when i created my account and one of the reasons why i latched onto it and found so much passion through it is because i made friends and i was in a really dark time of my life when i didn't have any friends which sounds kind of sad but um why I, was that uh, why was that because i had been at this job for a while that i like to describe it like a dementor at, at uh, in harry potter mm. if people don't know what that is it's like a soul sucking creature mm -hmm. it just sucked the entire life and passion and 
personality out of me and I was working seven days a week I was losing hair due to stress I had like a bald patch on my head that was cute and um, can you say what kind of job it was uh, I was a graphic designer at a startup company which is what my prior life was wow Um, so that's why your aesthetic is legit oh thanks girl yeah the losing hair was worth it oh my god Instagram always down for a bald patch if there's a was it kind of like your idea of success was becoming a graphic designer for a company um i think because that's all that i knew yes to a degree i mean i studied fine art at school and i thought that i had found passion through that but i don't think i ever did it never really lit a fire for me that was necessary to feel passionate and happy and then especially after being at a couple of jobs that were so soul-sucking and just draining and not exciting I it lost all the magic do you know what's funny early in your 20s you're only focused on like starting your career and it's so difficult because you don't even know what you want yeah and you don't prioritize friends especially if you have a boyfriend Uh, well that's the other layer to this scenario And I actually heard that they say the number one thing to prevent depression is friends that Which makes is, a lot of but sense. But it sucks because when you're depressed, the last thing you want to do is like hang out with people. Yeah. Especially people who are like don't seem as depressed as you and then you feel worse about your depression yeah no that it makes so much sense because i think that the combination of instagram and finding passion through fitness which is why i started my account and finding passion through creating content on instagram and then super important finding women who i connected with who became my virtual friends and then became my real life friends that was such a turning point for me and all of the connections in my life like my female connections right now literally every single one is one that i've met through instagram that's amazing they say people talk about oh how do i get my instagram to be good the number one piece of advice i got was like it's social media you have to get social you can't just post shit and expect the world to just like all your shit you have to engage you have to see what people want to talk about and talk back to them i try to comment back on everyone that talks to me same and i've met some really cool people just by someone making me laugh in a stupid comment kind of like this kind of like how we you and me met. can we right? explain how, okay so <laughs> you want to do coffee and then we talk we talk yep and then i'm like okay what are you gonna do later like i'm probably gonna go back to my place tell them what you told me i was like yo girl i think i'm gonna go get my nipples pierced today when was the last time you heard someone casually <laughs> drop that to you like so i'm living my boring ass life i'm like how do i get my next video to do well and this girl's like i'm about to get my nipples pierced 10 minute uber are you with me or not and i was like make yes. i'm like the kind of person that's surprisingly actually i'm a risk taker with like i'll raise my hand in front of 500 people okay. and say dumb shit but then someone will be like why don't you get a random like earring piercing and i'm like no i don't like so it so we're the opposite because i would never raise my hand in front of 500 people that's like a huge fear of mine but i'm like yo like let me go get my nipples piercing. it's crazy <laughs> like we really are different in that way and i wanted to live vicariously through you so this girl just goes at this place and we're both freaking out together <laughs> and we had this crazy bonding experience because like you like, don't Yo, know me look at my boobs i just met you true it was a lot it was full frontal but i was like so nervous with you but i had to keep it together i was like if you faint she's fucked if you start sweating she's fucked and no, i just girl, tried to so be like supportive. you got this you could and the guy was nice the piercer was so nice the piercer was Total nice sweetheart. i forget his name and jesse. i feel just jesse yeah. somehow remember that through my adrenaline rush <laughs> yeah so do you recommend that people get their nipples? Well, first of okay. all, can you explain why you got them pierced? Yes. I think, okay, twofold. One, I'm a fairly impulsive person. I've 
come to realize this over the years. Once I decide that I want something or want to do something or want to buy something, like I can't get it out of my head and I just have to do it for better or for worse. It's like my current apartment that I moved into. I looked at one apartment in New York City, which is freaking crazy, and I moved into it without looking at anything else. So I'm just kind of uh, like spur of the moment, got to get things done. But you go so, with your gut. I go with my gut. I think so most of the time. Yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> just a food baby, but... <laughs> You never know until you, you try. Know. You never know. I saw a fellow influencer post about having them done recently. So the idea... That's the universe. Yeah, girl. Planting seeds and gardening. Yep. And like influencers can be influenced too, you know? It's like, whoa. 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 Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so I had it in my mind and I spoke about it on Insta Stories a week or so ago. And I had so much positive response of girls who had them done. And they're like, yeah, it's awesome. Do it. And then other people are like, yo, that's badass. So with that support behind me, I was like, let's just support slash like social pressure. Totally. Like you're like, I told all of Instagram. I told 150,000 people I get my nipples pierced. I can't wussy out. Exactly. Also, like, how do you feel about in terms of like feeling sexy with your boobs? Like, do you feel sexier? What do you think? So that's another part of the equation. Like, was it sexual or was it more just like aesthetic? I think it's less sexual and more just sort of taking claim and ownership over my body and doing something a little bit rebellious, but just for me. Like, I did not get my nipples pierced to go to sh- show some guy. I mean, like, it's kind of an added plus. Be like, hey, look at my nipples pierced. Like, surprise, bitch. Mm-hmm. But it really is for me. It was a decision that felt empowering and just kind of um, badass for me. And I think that. I'm not the biggest fan of my boobs. Like, I don't really think that they're great. But now that my nipples are pierced, I kind of take off my shirt. I'm like, oh. Has okay. a guy ever, like, said something about your boobs to make you feel bad? No. Or is it just, like, it's society just seeing other boobs? I think it's seeing other boobs. And it's crazy because I think that, like, what boobs are perfect? Like, I mean, some girls yeah, are like, naturally. Yeah, all boobs look so different. They look so different. Yeah. I think you have amazing boobs, oh, by well. the way. And I've seen them. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't like know it what kind it is. of makes me upset that you were like I don't love my boobs because I'm like this bitch is fucking crazy <laughs> but then I'm like I kind of want to see her get in a fear so this would be hilarious everyone's on a journey with themselves and what they totally. want and it's part of your journey totally and I think that no matter how confident we are like I'm a very confident person I feel really good about myself right now in so many different respects both in terms of my physical body and my mental state I have my ups and downs but I'm in a really good place but it just goes to show that no matter what there's always going to be something that you're not fully confident about and I think that's so okay you have to accept that you're not going to feel 100% about 100% of yourself but it's also cool that you're like okay I have I don't love this about myself let's do something fun I'm not saying go do plastic surgery but like there are things you can do to evolve and grow and like see yourself in a different way and grow your identity like you're never stagnant exactly which is exciting man I've certainly learned that over the last like three and a half years also right before she's about to go in to get pierced her mom texts her and goes don't you dare she was like i'm disappointed no and like i'm very close to my mom like i've broken up with maybe three guys because my mom was like i don't like them Mm -hmm. if my mom did that to me i would have been so scared but jesse the the piercer was like she's just a mom being a mom and i'm like great point best advice of the day it was great but that's where like you listened to your gut and didn't let your mom influence you which is like very difficult because your mom and your parents are who represent like 
justice and righteousness and totally experience and knowledge speaking of your past which we weren't really speaking of but i can't i can't <laughs> pivot, do transitions pivot, pivot. pivot actually that's what i'll do i'll just go pivot <laughs> so yes i started following jara because she was on this journey her instagram is kind of like reality tv yeah girl. as in i'm like what are you promoting and she's like dude people just want to know like when i get broken up with yep. when i break up with someone when i get a new job when i lose a job when i get sick when i get upset she was trying to become a soul cycle instructor yeah can mm-hmm. you take them on that crazy Ooh. journey just like a, a little review yes, a somewhat succinct because i find it so interesting because you can't see her but she has like the body of like a fitness instructor she's very cute bubbly personality you're like she's a soul cycle instructor right what made you want to be one so i started my fitness instagram account april 2015 and i was a graphic designer at the time but within six months i left my graphic design job and i went freelance with designs so that i could still support myself while exploring this new realm of fitness because i knew i loved doing instagram whatever that meant at the time which was crazy because like the word influencer didn't even exist back then like three years ago she got on that shit early yeah i got on the influencer train mm-hmm. and um i knew i loved fitness i loved working out and feeling good so i was like let me explore this it was around that time that i rediscovered soul cycle i'd been a couple times over the years but i never had gone consistently and i started to go consistently and i fell in love with it i it feel just, like it's like a cult you either it love it or it, like you get the bug or you don't right right and there's something about exercising obviously endorphins are there but then when it's orchestrated so perfectly in a room and the experience is so crafted and it's dark and there's candles and it's like your favorite song comes on and mm-hmm. your your instructor is someone like you look up to and they say things that motivate you it's it's kind of a spiritual experience mm-hmm. um and they really make it look so glamorous oh, instructors yeah. they look like they live the li- like they've <laughs> never had a care in the world they have the answers to all your questions oh yeah they and like they fucked everyone in new york city because they're just <laughs> drop dead beautiful inside and outside and you're like i get it who are you creatures yeah you it's it's sort of a celebrity in a way i mean the fitness instructor now especially in 2018 whether it's soul cycle or otherwise there is a celebrity sort of nature and there's all these rumors that if you become like a great soul cycle instructor you're just selling out all the time making tons of money people are it's like a religion it's like you are a priest at a church right and people only want your priestness and and being in that role it's almost um i I don't say addictive in a negative way but it's it's like people come to you they want to hear your music and your class and your it's empowering yeah it's empowering is probably and you're influencing which is clearly something that you like to do so yes (laughs) tell me what happened okay so um super briefly just so people understand the drama of it um it was a really long journey to become a soul cycle instructor for me because they i was, make it so it's like a fucking college degree oh my god it's crazy it's i mean it's like the creme de la creme so it's it's quite a process and the auditions are absolutely are they pretentious bonkers. during it no but it's you know serious and yeah. um yeah it's it's very serious and like you have to get up there and and give them all you got or otherwise you know you're out and your days were like waking up really early you had to do community classes yeah so there's the um auditions but first you applied just to get into the training right so that's the audition process auditions are ruthless you basically have 
two and a half minutes in front of a room full of people to show them what you got. I'm coming in with social anxiety, fear of public speaking, zero fitness instruction background. I'm like, I'm not even that good of a writer. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, what do I have to offer? Like nothing. <laughs> this oh. is great. Um, so I had to audition twice. And the second time I got through and it was then that I was accepted into the 10 week training program. It's so you got rejected the first time rejected the first, uh, first audition. Mm-hmm. And then I got into 10 week training program and I finished that great rejected. Wow. So yeah. after being trained for t- 10, 10 weeks, weeks, they told you you're not good enough. Yes. So that's when I saw on social media that you were like heartbroken. Yep. You busted your ass oh, for girl. 10 weeks. Oh my so God. So that's one of those moments in life. You're like, Hey, is the universe trying to tell me this isn't my path? Yep. Or is the universe testing me and this is my fucking path? Yeah. Or is this not my path, but I'm still going to go with it because I'm going to learn something from the universe. I, my brain hurts. It's you very much. Uh, summarized all the crazy thoughts going through my head because when you work for something really hard and you don't get it it's really confusing and I I think that the lesson I came to was that just because you work really hard for something doesn't mean you're going to get it so when you want something and you get the answer no are you going to let that know sort of defeat you? And then if so, I don't really think that you wanted that thing in the first place to begin with. But if you take that no and use that as fuel to the fire to let it motivate you to become better and stronger and have a second try at it, that's an awesome path as well. Like both paths mm-hmm. are okay, but you it's, have to use that as a pivot fork in the road kind yeah. of a point. And as a tennis player, if I win a match 6-4, six, 6-4, four, six, four, I lost like 40% of the points. Mm. That's a lot of points. It means I won 60, lost 40. So it's like constant rejection and losing that you have to push through. Totally. It's being a great athlete is not about like winning everything. It's about pushing past the losing. They say the best athletes can recover from like a bad shot or, or hitting something in the net or, or missing a goal in like 0.5 seconds. Just like they recover from, the failure faster mm, than the average sense. person. Like Michael Jordan will miss a game winning shot and he'll be better for the next game way faster than the next person. Or Nadal will lose a point in tennis and is ready on the next point faster mm. mentally than the next person. So that's just a, a quick random fun fact. No, I love that. I mean, it's like how, like how do we use failure to fuel us and bring us to the next Like who step? bounces back fastest? Yeah. So you get rejected after 10 Ooh. weeks of busting your ass. Yeah, what girl. do you do? I decided that eventually I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to pursue SoulCycle, but I wanted to say yes in the moment so that I could later say no if I wanted to, rather than just saying no at that exact moment and then always wondering. What was their reason for rejecting you? It was vague. It was vague. I Um, hate that. I know, girl. It's like when, yeah. Essentially, they said, I think it came down to the fact that I didn't quite have enough confidence. I hate that. But That's here's the general... thing. It's so general. It's so general. And what was more heartbreaking about it was that it was so out of left field. Like there was no hint. That's so... annoying. If they've been telling you to work on something throughout and they felt you didn't hit that. Yes. But to say, you don't. first of all, you're a very confident person. And it's like confidence comes with time. Yes, absolutely. But here's here's like the kicker. I decided to go back through training. Okay. And it's crazy how something so heartbreaking can happen. And then with time, it's actually such an incredible tool that has been given to you because that second round of training, oh my God, I had a 
fucking blast. The really? first time I was so stressed out. I was a deer in the headlights. I had no idea what was going on. I felt like just I wasn't absorbing the information as quickly as everyone else. The second time I was actually able to be a leader in the group and be mm. a resource for everyone, which I just generally enjoy being in my day to day life. I like helping people. And I was since I knew all the information, I was able to just polish myself off and just enjoy the process. And it, it felt easy the second time around. And I actually gained that confidence that I was for sure desperately lacking the first time around. So even though it's shitty how it happened the first time, seeing, looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, I really, really needed that I second round of training. I remember thinking like, A, this girl's a maniac, <laughs> but B, I'm kind of impressed by the work ethic. Like, especially because people look up to you so much and you basically had to tell your 100,000 oh. followers, like, hey, guys, you've been following me on this journey, and I <laughs> fucked up. I failed. I'm a loser. It was, it was so honestly embarrassing. But what I've learned over the three and a half years that I've had my account, I have had so many down moments, everything from the soul cycle failure to multiple breakups with boyfriends mm -hmm. and career changes. And my especially dad. when you're using it as kind of a thing where you show off the guy a lot. And then one day you're like, yeah, uh, um, yeah. It, we didn't really love each other the way we thought it's done yeah the, the personal like boyfriend stuff is always a little bit challenging yeah. but um what i found is that that's when people really connect with me and that's when people know that i'm a real person and can relate like it's great to show fancy trips that i go on and like here's a fun package of influencer mm -hmm. stuff i got mm -hmm. but it's the real moments that people latch on and connect and so those have been so crucial for me to share to create a community and like foster this group of women that feel empowered by following me and and me also following and hearing from them and honestly that's why i wanted you to be like the first influencer to come on my podcast because sometimes i'm like she is a goofy wreck like oh, yeah, she is girl. a wreck it's like 5 a.m and you're like i haven't slept and i hate everyone and i was like i love her but then also you're kind of jealous you're like she looks kind of good at 5 a.m with no makeup thank you like i'm not like what filter she's using i'm like no like she has nice cheekbones like it just works so you after your second 10-week training we're still yes, on this journey we're together still, oh, we're, we what got a ways to go so we are now at the end of 2016 December 2016, I finished the second round of training and I graduated. So I officially became a soul cycle instructor. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, girl. Oh my God. So I started teaching and was that moment as incredible as you thought it would be? Um, I have to say there wasn't one moment that was super um like victorious feeling besides actually my last community ride i have chills thinking about it right now the very last song the main soul cycle instructor that inspired me to become one myself tramel uh made it last minute from his class and like opened the door and was able to see like my last few minutes of class oh. and it and everyone was just like dancing and swinging their towels and it was just like i knew i'd made it at that point and that was maybe one of like the time I have like chills over my body I have right now. Chills and I it don't was, even ride like, so kind cycle. of teary. Um, just to know that like fuck after like a year over a year of doing this, like I I nailed it. I fucking killed it. I have one side note question. Yes. Does your vagina bone stop hurting? Oh my. Because I did one soul cycle class and I was not that sore, but my vagina bone was not 
Okay. So let me tell you, the vagina bone gets better. Okay. <laughs> like, does it start to, is it like a callus? Like it starts to get protected? Because I don't know if I have a sensitive <laughs> vagina bone, but. So, okay. I'm going to tell you a couple things. The <laughs> vagina bone, it improves because if you don't ride for a while or it's your first time, it it is so sore the next day and mm-hmm. it will be sore for a little bit if you ride. Um, But if you go continually, it gets better. But let me, like, maybe this is TMI, but probably not because it's with you and we're, we're talking about everything. We, yeah. Um, once you're an instructor and you're teaching one to three classes a day six to seven days a week as i was your skin down there not cute so like crazy um like like, not like rash but you know what i mean just like from skin rubbing so soul cycle instructors are not perfect no you heard it here live and like this is something i've talked about publicly so i literally no embarrassment (laughs) or shame but my butt pimples when i was a soul cycle instructor were out of control just because the amount of sweat and friction and it's something that I've talked to other female instructors about, whether it's like butt pimples or like ingrown hairs or TMI, like TMI, I have all my whole tennis career, my ingrown hairs were oh, like yep. to the point that doctors were like I've never seen this before. And it was just from the constant like yes, sweat. Exactly. And, and my and thighs the, touch. Hello. Because yep. I got them <laughs> curved and my thighs would just burn. And it was just it was rough, but also I was kind of like, I'd go to the beach and I'd have ingrown hairs and I'm like, whatever, it hurts. I want to wear a bikini. Well, I'm so glad you did that because I think that so many women have issues with that, whether it's from riding at SoulCycle or otherwise, and they have so much shame around it. Yeah. And I'll never forget posting about my butt pimples when <laughs> I went to Tulum last spring. I accidentally ordered a thong bikini. <gasps> I thought that I'd ordered this cute little red, like, a cheeky number mm-hmm. but i've never worn a thong bikini before i just had no interest especially with the butt pimples mm-hmm. and then i was like you know what this is really cute i'm in saloon I'm and your just, ass looks great my, my ass looks good besides the butt pimples uh-huh. and i wore it and i took a photo featuring my ass with a lot of butt pimples so you could have easily just taken whatever tool yeah and blurred it out totally totally and i i i didn't think of doing that but i thought of just posting something that didn't feature the butt pimples yeah and i was like you know what let me just talk about this and i posted it and i I think i asked everyone like zoom in to see my butt pimples because like once you zoomed in you could see the spots like it's more engagement more time on the post it does increase engagement i know these random facts slight strategy a slight strategy Um, and the response i got was so overwhelming and so many women either saying i have that too and i've never seen anyone talk about that and Mm -hmm. i feel so relieved because i felt so alone in my butt pimples Mm -hmm. to people just being um happy that i shared something that was so personal and kind of vulnerable yeah like when would butt pimples come up in a conversation i mean maybe i feel like us talking yeah actually they did the first (laughs) i i know all about our bum pimples but it's funny because i would see girls at the beach with literally not a bump not even a little dot and they just have like perfect like bikini lines and they also didn't work out like i did and i just was like is that even possible for me I ended up doing laser. I recommend mm. it. It really helped with my ingrowns. Okay. But it's like, also, I just think we can't expect all our bikini lines to be perfect, especially when we're fucking like shaving it. And oh, God. I'm kind of like, go with my flow. Like if 
and that did, I didn't mean menstrual flow. <laughs> I know that came off weird. <laughs> but it's like, we cannot be perfect down there. And sometimes no. I'd be insecure to have a guy go down on me because totally. of it. And it's like, just because society is telling us. Like, society told you how your boobs should look. Society right. tells me that I shouldn't have an ingrown hair. Well, you know what? I can't control that my fucking bikini line hates me. Totally. And I should not have self-hate because of that. And I will rant about that till the end. And if a dude doesn't want to go down on you because you have two ingrown hairs you can fucking take your thighs and crush his skull and that's how i feel about that moving on Ooh, mic oh, drop girl mic drop <laughs> so back to soul cycle you get okay. you get the job you're killing the game yeah you start to teach some classes you're getting paid Ooh, let me just say being a fitness instructor is mad fucking hard and being a fitness instructor in new york city forget it because it looks so glamorous it looks, it oh looks so it looks so glamorous and let me tell you there are moments that it is however being new in new york city there are a million fitness boutique studios around there are, are a million fitness instructors if you go and take someone and you don't like their class not only are you not going back to to their class and giving them a second chance you're probably telling all of your friends like go, don't go take bob's class it's the same as dating it's like yes. you're on to the next one and telling all your friends he's a small dick exactly <laughs> case in point so being a rookie is is really tough so then you add in all the extra components of how much your body is physically taking because as a new instructor you have to say yes to everything so i'm teaching you know three classes a day six to seven days a week i'm trying and to they make you do the full workout right you can't oh, fake yeah. it yeah so at soul cycle and most spin spin studios the instructor is doing the entire workout with how many you. miles is one class dude i don't know how many miles but at least 500 calories a class at least i i was probably me personally i was probably burning more so explain to me what your body was like during that time Whew, okay so i i i always like feel bad saying this because women hate me for it but i'm naturally thin mm -hmm. and i have a fast fast metabolism that's mm -hmm. just been and me. you're five nine you're tall and i'm five nine so my body's just naturally thin and when i start working out it, it like wants to be fit mm -hmm. it like sort of you know i i lose a little bit of fat and my muscle gets more defined so um when i was doing soul cycle as an instructor and teaching that much cardio my body could not keep up with the amount of exercise i was putting it through so it's kind of crazy for me to do a side-by-side -side comparison which i have a couple times i've posted about twice on instagram yeah, now. you guys should look at jarabine it's really insane it was looking back on it now i did not even realize how thin i was and i'm kind of surprised that no one expressed concern perhaps because that's it's people that knew me they knew that i was just teaching a lot and mm -hmm. eating I, I would i would did anyone comment on instagram like you're yes. too skinny oh yeah yeah yeah. because i would do comparisons of what i looked like before i started any fitness yeah. to my current state and i look back on those photos now and i'm like okay me because like, the bbg community is like oh my god you look amazing right but you really were overworked i was definitely overworked and i can even see the fatigue in my face didn't you say your body was like so tired it was so tired and this sensation that i would reach was so bizarre it was a feeling of exhaustion that rested inside of my chest and it usually happened as i was teaching three classes in a day like in between the second and the third and it would feel as if there was nothing inside of my body like i was just a skeleton that was empty which i haven't felt since leaving soul cycle but i think it was just the extreme amount of physical exhaustion and also emotional as well because that's a whole different side of soul cycle um it just depleted me and i was eating like two bowls of pasta before bed and like mm -hmm. six or 
Oreos and just trying to to fuel myself and I just couldn't keep up with the demand I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the point of this is Jared's not like oh my god I was so skinny it was so hard like people <laughs> were looking at her like she was goals when realistically she was being unhealthy like she was pushing herself too far and too hard yes and yes. right now how is your body different so I'm it's so refreshing just for me to be like I'm so happy with how my body is right now because I have gained some weight I, it's funny I actually just stepped on a scale the other day for the first time and I'm like 15 pounds heavier than how I've did been that make my you feel life. immediately at first I was like whoa because I've always been since like seventh grade one weight mm -hmm. and then to all of a sudden see that number I was kind of like holy shit like where did those 15 pounds come from however I always preach how you feel and right now I feel so good I'm not working out a lot I, I would honestly like to be working out a little bit more just because it makes me feel so good mentally but my body feels so good and I'm in a really great state of mind and my like abs are gone and like my thighs touch again but like my boobs are kind of back and my butt's back a little bit and, and that's what the men do like i'm they just do saying like a little bit of booty i'm saying every ex-boyfriend <laughs> when i get too skinny they're like i can't work with that <laughs> yes the boys definitely and the nipple mm -hmm. piercings that actually i haven't tested that out yet <laughs> <laughs> let me know how it goes I for will, the fans i will let actually you, know. you just have to go on her instagram she'll tell you <laughs> so yes i just want to end our journey okay you're exhausted yes you're doing soul cycle what happens so after about a year and a half of teaching i left i decided to leave and it was really really challenging for me to make that decision because i had dedicated something like two and a half years of my life it's like a breakup it's like a breakup and to work so hard for something and feel so passionately about something only to achieve it and then realize you're not actually happy is a really hard feeling to grapple with and I think I was probably in denial for a while mm -hmm. um, but then I realized like okay I'm not happy doing this I have an opportunity to expand my brand and focus purely on me because I have something else going so it's not like I'm totally clueless if I leave soul cycle and I knew that if I didn't leave then or, or shortly after I would really regret not giving myself the opportunity to, to pursue my Instagram and my brand and see where I could take that you know what I feel like I connect with you so much because as a tennis player there was so much ego involved mm. at 12 years old I was ranked nationally and then like at 14 I got a Dunlop sponsorship Ooh. at Reebok and then I was like traveling internationally mm -hmm. but I lost somewhere I lost the love yeah but I was disconnected from that and I just kept playing and I knew it was what I people like like that I did people would be like oh you're the tennis player you're the tennis player and then I was like I don't want this yeah that's not your identity but it took me till 22 mm. and you know what I became who I am today mm -hmm. I have the work ethic of a crazy person <laughs> like I like tennis taught me I've gone past the craziest boundaries mm -hmm. and like limits with my body and mind playing tennis and as you might know with soul cycle Absolutely. so i've challenged myself doing things i fucking hate mm. so it's like when you're telling me i get to make a funny video like i love it and when i found something i love and something that motivates me and it's not about ego my parents didn't tell me to do it mm -hmm. i really wasn't glorified at all in the beginning <laughs> like people told me my shit sucked because it did and then you grow <laughs> from it and it's i think That's the so point true. is that it's totally okay to get in touch with your gut and say this isn't for me mm -hmm. old hannah thought it was but hannah grew in this journey to find like 
you get even closer to your true self. Yeah. Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Uh, no, I, I so identify with that because SoulCycle for me, the best word to describe it was a transformative experience. Yeah. I was nervous and scared every single day. Every single time I walked into a studio as a SoulCycle instructor, even when I'd been doing it for six months, I would talk to the class and be terrified to speak in front of them. Mm -hmm. And I'd go to turn the music on. And like, I was like, thank God it's dark in here because my hand is shaking because I'm so fucking nervous. That's crazy. It's crazy. With tennis, I had severe performance anxiety, but I was scared every day on the court. Like my hand would shake sometimes. Yeah. And when I tossed the ball, it would like go who the <laughs> fuck knows where. But I felt like the fact that I kept doing it and I did what I wanted to do. We didn't, I didn't want to be a tennis player. You didn't want to be a soul psycho instructor. I wanted to prove myself that I could mm. play division one tennis on full scholarship and be captain. I did it. Yeah, girl. But I didn't want to be that. You proved to everyone you could do it. You did it. And now on to the next thing. To on conquer. to the next thing, girl. Next. And taking all those tools and things that I learned in that process. Like, I don't think I would be where I am right now. I mean, we didn't really quite talk about my social anxiety, but that's been yeah, an issue. I actually issue. wanted to hit on that. And, well, because social it. anxiety is something people joke about now. Like, I don't want to go to the party. Yes. And, but <laughs> so it's kind of become this mainstream like meme. Yeah. But what? How do you define your social anxiety? So it's something that I have worked through a lot, and it's very different than it used to be. And I think a really important thing about anxiety, whether it's social or otherwise, is that it's something you learn to manage. It's not something that ever goes away. So it's still something that's with me, but I've learned to manage it and sort of lessen it a lot. Great. But um, it was during my dark time in Boston when I was a graphic designer. And I love how you call it like a dark <laughs> the time. The dark ages. When I was in the dark ages. <laughs> in my former life. Everyone has that time where you're like, <laughs> I don't know how I fucking survived that, but Dude. that shit was scary. Yeah, it really was. Mm -hmm. And and that this was the time when I set the terrible job with the hair falling out. And I realized I had this problem and it took a while because I think I was in denial and it took a conversation with my mom to realize like, holy shit, I'm actually dealing with something that needs professional help. And um, when did it hit that point that you were like, I need professional help? So my anxiety manifested itself through physical symptoms and the main physical symptoms was getting really hot and sweating. Mm. And so there's different examples I can give, but essentially it'd be like, let's say I had a social function with work. Like we had an event for our company and I was forced to stay in the room because I had to be social and interact with everyone. And I would speak to someone and I'd just be standing there like not running around or exercising and I could feel my face getting hot and start to sweat and then as soon it was like a chain reaction then it triggers you exactly. to start thinking about it exactly which it kind of puts energy towards the anxiety which makes it grow you're exactly. feeding it the more you think about it it's this chain reaction of like oh I'm starting to get hot now I have anxiety I have anxiety so I'm getting hot and overall it's that <laughs> loss of control of yeah. yourself that makes yeah. you fucking 
scared. This happened so many times and it would happen in work situations where I had to present like what my plan was for that week to the team and I could barely speak in front of people that I knew and worked with on a daily basis. So it started to take over my life and I found this quote unquote solution mm -hmm. where I found this really strong antiperspirant wipes on Amazon that like you probably shouldn't even put on your armpits but it's only for your armpits and yeah, I was, that shit is scary because your body needs to sweat yes so I bought these wipes and the instructions were to put it on your armpits at night before you wake up before you go to bed and so I put it on my face and I'd wake up and my face was kind of red and burning because it was so strong I mean that was probably so terrible for my sensitive face skin mm -hmm. and what I found was that it worked so I'd be at these social functions or speaking to someone and I could feel myself getting hot but I wouldn't sweat so I was like aha I found a solution and I ended up telling my mom about this and she's like Jar, are you fucking kidding me like this this isn't a solution this is this is you're still feeding it yes you're feeding it energy by like googling it's like me i would like lose my forehand because i was crazy and i would spend all night just like watching roger federer's forehand on youtube like that would calm me down the next day and i'd be like oh i know i hit a forehand now i had no problem with my forehand it was just my head was in like a the mental space it was like yeah. in that ocd thinking of like oh my god what if my forehand doesn't work what was that solution that you did so um, my mom suggested that I look into therapy and I did some research and I found a therapist in Boston who specializes in anxiety and CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. And I ended up seeing him for about a year and he really changed my life. And since then, um, I'm definitely so much better. It's interesting because the anxiety and these sort of those like hot moments that um, sort of or what happened during my anxiety they still happen so it's far and few between but sometimes it happens and it just like sort of sends me into a spiral just because i'm like yeah. why am i still fucking dealing you with go this? To that mental space but yeah. it's because our brains are brains yeah exactly <laughs> i know that was eloquent but yeah. that's true <laughs> but like true. you can't completely delete it but you learn yeah we're not computers right it doesn't ever go away, but it gets better if you put the work in, but you're still going to have those flare ups. And even though people are always really interested to, uh, or surprised to hear, like, I feel like an introvert. And sometimes I feel like, like we were talking about, would, you, would I come on this podcast? Like it, it scares me to come on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I have anxiety about it a little bit because I'm worried that I can't fully eloquently express myself mm. or that I'm going to get anxiety. You're very eloquent, oh, by the way. Thank you. Just adding some positive oh, affirmation. You, my boobs are great. I'm eloquent. <laughs> like I feel so special. Hell is pretty fun. Hell is pretty full of positive affirmation. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but um, it's interesting. We kind of tell tell ourselves these stories of the past and they stay with us. And my social anxiety story is not as present as it was. Yeah. But you it's still change your I story. Myself. I used to be yeah. like, I'm the tennis player who has performance anxiety, but no one knows because I win a lot. Yeah. And that was scary because it was like I was holding a secret. Mm. When you hold a secret, it's like bigger. Right. It's like before anyone knew about your sweating, it was just this, this shameful thing. Yeah. I had a lot of shame. Yeah. Yeah, it's me too. What in CBT was one example that helped you? One of the things that we did was make statements and then sort of refute those statements. So it's like we tell ourselves these stories and these things. And I don't know if this is one of my statements, but something along the lines of getting hot and sweaty in front of a person makes me look stupid. I love that. Something like that. I mean, that. I don't love what no, you no. actually said, but I love that concept. Because <laughs> we say things to ourselves that are, it's completely illogical. Yes, But you're illogical. so used to it. Exactly. And I love that. The th even if someone does see that you're hot and sweaty, 
who who fucking cares like yeah. maybe it's a little weird or you but... just like say like sorry i sweat a lot <laughs> like i've done that because i do sweat a lot yeah me too and I'm a hot person. someone will be like oh my god look at your armpits and i'm like what you never saw sweat before <laughs> you never saw sweat do you want me to rub it on you shut the fuck up shut the fuck so up. you have to kind of change that attitude but yeah it's it's less what other people say and more what you're telling yourself and the crazy thing is is that most people don't even notice the thing that you are so insecure about yeah people can't tell when you're nervous they can't tell when you're nervous they can't tell if you're hot and sweaty they can't people don't care they're stuck in your, their own they're head worried about, about their own shit they're worried about their their hands shaking or their palms being sweaty yeah we're all worried about each, what each other are thinking let's just stop it let's just stop just it, stop it. <laughs> which is that easy with all your like success and shit you've overcome what is still kind of what are you still insecure about public speaking and like social anxiety mm. and like not being good enough compared to other people I'm pretty good at talking on the spot. You're but amazing. I, oh, thank you. But I can think myself into thinking that I'm not. Sure. Like, if yeah. you make it a thing, of course, I've, I say the dumbest shit. And I've, like, listened to myself in interviews. Like, even in this podcast, I've made sentences that don't make sense. <laughs> but it's really just, like, an air about you that, like, you're okay with fucking it up. Right. Because I'm never perfect. But when you put yourself at that standard, mm. that's when you're only going to fail and then when you do fail you're like i knew it i suck at this and then it becomes a thing yeah yeah and i think with anxiety it's all about like not trusting your mind being a bitch to you yeah like don't listen to that bitchy voice that's telling you that it's a thing because it's not we're all just floating leaves <laughs> what about snowflakes or snowflakes <laughs> I love that. they're all pretty <laughs> it's time to play a game i'm ready and that game is called instamosity oh yeah do you remember one picture on your instagram where you looked happy but you weren't the one that i can think of um would probably be something soul cycle related mm. and it, there was definitely a post i did for my one year anniversary and i ended up quitting like four or five months later it was this post about like one year i've been teaching i did it i'm so proud of myself everything's perfect and i think at that point i probably knew in my heart that i wasn't entirely happy but because i had reached this monumentous moment of teaching for a year which is a really big fucking deal and felt like i needed to celebrate it but inside my heart i knew it wasn't totally right it's so funny that you like felt like you owed it to people to celebrate right. it when you didn't even want to oh it's like when you have a birthday and you're like do we have to get excited yeah. over this do, I need, do you need to sing me happy birthday because i feel awkward it's the most awkward 10 it's seconds the worst what do you do with your hands what do you do with your eyes no just look down and pretend it's not happening. <laughs> just smile and try to make not make any eye contact <laughs> <laughs> number two okay who are you jealous of on Instagram? I have a really specific response for this. I love that. And uh, it's someone that like I can't even look at her account because it makes she makes me feel really badly about myself. <gasps> Emily Ratajkowski. Oh my Emirata. god. And I think okay, so there's a reason that this started. It's okay. because one of my many ex-boyfriends ex said he's obsessed with her. Yes. That that was like his her celebrity crush and she i mean she's beautiful she's really hot she's got big boobs but she's tiny it's it's actually she's sexy. i think her waist is like a 14 yeah it's and so small. average woman is like a 29 right so there's i mean she's like in the 0.001 percent of her body especially but to have I the look boobs at her like a caricature of a hot girl sure 
And sure. then I tell myself that she's probably dumb and less funny than me, and I move on. <laughs> I'm going to start telling myself that. <laughs> she seems like like the hot, cool girl. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't look at your page. And, and that's something that I tell people. If you're following someone, whether it's Emrata or otherwise, that doesn't make you feel good or you consistently see their posts and you're like, shit, I, this makes me feel whatever, negative emotion, unfollow that person. Yeah. Why let that take up mental space yes, and Yes, stop and with energy. the hate follows. It's like, yeah. you don't need to put all that hatred into Instagram. Nah, yo. But I do think it's the boyfriend liking her. Totally. Because, like, everyone thinks she's really beautiful, but when you hear that your ex is into her, it's like you feel personally attacked by her. Yes. When, like, it's not the case. Right. Lastly, what triggers you on Instagram to make you feel depressed, besides Emrata? Mm. <laughs> So it's funny because I think that most people would answer that and be like, it makes me depressed to see people traveling and I'm stuck in my office or like this girl's super fit and I'm not, which that, that, that certainly happens to me. Sometimes I see people doing amazing things or looking really beautiful. And if you're having a down day, that feels like shit. Um, coming from an influencer perspective, I'll be totally honest. I get really caught up in engagement. So the mm. likes and the comments and I'm I try not to and I think I'm a little bit better than I used to be but I'm constantly comparing and to see someone in the same genre and category as you with a similar following to get double triple the likes and the comments consistently it constantly makes you think like I'm putting so much effort into this content why is mine half sort of the engagement well, as, engagement as someone else? Well engagement equates to money or as I like to say yes. money for you. Hmm. So I can, yes. it's your direct competition in terms of making money and right. your livelihood so i get that right what do you do to kind of get out of that instant like funk when you see someone has like ten thousand likes yeah. on a photo that has the same following as you i think that when it comes down to it you think about numbers in your life and like we're so um sort of controlled by numbers like our weight and the amount of followers we have and money and it's like you kind of have to take your head out of that equation a little bit and think about the bigger picture. And what makes me feel successful on Instagram is when I have a positive effect on someone's life, whether mm. it's as simple as someone being like, you literally just made me laugh today with your funny Instagram story or someone telling me um, on a more heavier note, like because of you, I made my first therapy appointment and I'm oh. getting help. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when when those things come into play, I realize, OK, it really doesn't fucking matter. Hey, I'm Rada. Have you ever had someone <laughs> go get therapy? Yeah. Probably because they're depressed because of you. But you know what? We're changing Bitch. lives here. <laughs> also, I want to take back what I said about their direct competition. There's enough budget from these big brands sure. to like, get a bunch of you. So I'd almost say like, if I see someone with great engagement, I'd look and be like, well, what are they doing that maybe I can improve on? Right. Or also, hey, how do I like get this girl on my podcast or like, you know, do a thing together with her because she's doing well and like, let's move up together. Right. How do we like partner with each other than just constantly thinking? Exactly. That it's just because the girl's doing well, be like, holy shit, let's. Let's see if I could, you know, jump on that bag bandwagon and learn from her. And maybe right. she can learn something from me. Right. So on that positive note, yeah. I want to get back to the darkness. Let's do it. I want to get back to the reason we're in hell. And that is the seven deadly sins. Yes. Insert theme music. <laughs> seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? So I think I'm really not a very greedy person. However, I'm totally an introvert and I think I'm really greedy about having time to myself and being alone. And that's how I recharge. It's like, yo, I got to be in this room by myself, not around all these people. Were you people. always like that? 
I think so. Good. Yes. Or I think I've maybe evolved more into that role as I've gotten older and maybe my anxiety has like played into that a little mm -hmm. bit, but I find that I love being with people and friends, but then I'll hit a wall and I'm like, yo, I got to leave. I got to go to my apartment and just like <laughs> chill by myself with my dog. With Thatcher. With Thatcher. Spicy grandpa. Because Thatcher just brings positive vibes. Oh yeah. I'm grumpy vibes i love that I'm so grumpy i love a like shy grumpy man <laughs> <laughs> it's my type no. shy and grumpy yeah <laughs> attitude problem bad relationship with his dad okay um who who are you envious about besides emrata like just in your mm -hmm. general in your life people who have like a like an, an instant presence when they walk into a room and know um fear when it comes to speaking to a lot of people mm. and also speaking on the spot. I know that's like mm. kind of a weird answer, but I think that it's because I'm at this point in my life where I'm starting to be in those positions more like be on panels or be on a podcast or be like um, presenting something to a group of people. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And I think people might be confused because they're like, oh, you're so energetic and bubbly and connect with people. But I feel like it's such an effort on my part. Yeah. So when I see other people doing it, it so effortlessly and I'm constantly around those kind of people in my career that I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like I have to work so hard for this skill that just comes so naturally mm. to you. Well, to make you feel better, one, I think you totally have a presence when you walk in a room. Thanks, like you have girl. immediately positive vibes and you're so bubbly Thank and you. like you just know Jerry's in the room. <laughs> if that makes you feel better. But then Thank you say you. something silly and you think you fuck it up, but you don't. Yeah. You don't. It's like, how do I explain it? When you have to speak publicly everyone is kind of nervous about that moment yeah so it's almost like we're in this together like, right it's awkward public speaking is awkward so just kind of embracing the awkwardness sure. is i think your next step what are you gluttonous about pasta <gasps> oh my god as an People, italian you know that's what i like to hear my entire life i've just loved pasta and i tell people this and they're like you're lying what but kind of sauce uh, pesto is my most yes. number one favorite love it but like so garlicky can't talk to anyone after true true but I, i'm like i'm in it i'm like dedicated to the cause actually zoodles with pesto is Ooh, so good have you ever done i haven't is if that you're like feeling healthy like it's the healthy mm, thing but okay. it takes a second just buy some pesto sauce or make it yourself mm -hmm. basil plants do you have Damn, a basil plant i don't I feel the like fact I you don't have a basil it. plant makes me judge you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a basil plant. But growing up with an Italian family, there's always a basil plant. It smelled so good. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. my mom would pull the leaves off to make pesto. Okay, I'm going to get myself a basil You just basil put some plant. olive oil, some Parmesan, mm -hmm, some basil. Mm -hmm. Put it to... Mm -mm. Oh, damn. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? I can think of one moment. Ooh, tell me. And it's like kind of personal, but it's this is like I, my whole life is open, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so recently, like two and a half months ago, my boyfriend and I broke up, and it was like on the down and outs for a while. I was in denial that it was ending, but it was looking back, you know, 2020. And um, I went over to his apartment and hadn't seen him in a while and we hadn't gone out to dinner in a while so we had plans to go out to dinner and I was just feeling so down about things but I was like yo Jared like walk into his apartment and just be like energetic and like Jared like normal Jared like just bring the energy and the fun and I walk in and it just I could just feel the energy around me and I just feel depressed and sad and and heavy and I'm like fuck this is supposed to be a good night and I just feel like shit and, and there's nothing you could do to change that if he's not cooperating. Exactly. You can't, like, make the energy better in the room. No. If someone's, like, killing it. Right. That that was the exact situation. He's an energy murderer. Yes. 
I just coined that term. I like that. <laughs> Copyrighted. Um, and there was a moment where we were about to leave to dinner and I was trying to open his front door and I don't, I didn't really go to his apartment often because he usually came to mine and I couldn't figure out the locks. And I was like turning this lock with this way, turning that lock that way and trying to open it. And he was getting annoyed that I couldn't open the door. And like, Oh, so it immediately was bad. Yes. It was you bad. You didn't have a second of happiness. No. And also, I, locks can be really complicated. They're so complicated. Sometimes you have to like, especially in New York. It. Like yeah. New York, there's like five locks in people's doors. Oh yeah, they're all like ancient. Yes. And this actual like for about two seconds, rage came over me, and I took the door handle. I was like, ah! and he looked at me and was like, "Are are you are you okay?" Because I I it was it's hard to describe, but it was just this momentary it was a culmination. Yes, of like all I was feeling, and for two seconds I took it out on the, this poor doorknob. <laughs> so that's the last time I experienced like extreme rage, and we actually broke up that night. But there it was all happening, <laughs> and was, you you knew it. I knew it. That and that door handle knew it poor, too. Poor doorknob. <laughs> We're having like a sad day. Like things are sad, and then like the little things, ha littlest thing happens. Yes. Like like you. You drop your lollipop and then I don't know why I'm fucking 27 with a lollipop, but I drop my lollipop and I'm like, oh no! I'm like, why is this happening to me? Yeah, yeah that's why you gotta let your shit out and mm -hmm. cry daily. Yep, that's what my therapist said. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you were a sloth? And I love this coming from like an Adidas ambassador. So in my mind, I feel like I'm a very lazy person. Which is like crazy because I do a lot every day. Because so you're hard on yourself? Yes, that's why. You're that's like, why. I only did 40 <laughs> miles. That's so like, oh. I'm like, I only had five meetings and like 10 yoga classes today. No. Um, <laughs> I didn't respond to 1 million DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're like impersonating me right now. Cool. And this is your voice. That's my voice. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so super specific sloth moment. Recently, I've been like going out more, which is super fun because I'm recently single. You're wild. Oh, I mean, there is a wild side. Like, Jerry, like, college. Yeah, I saw you get your nipples pierced. You don't have to convince me. I get it. You're a rock star. It, like, it's in there. It just needs to be, like, coaxed out of me. Yeah. Um, but I was out with some of my girlfriends. We went to this bar called Ghost Donkey. I met the owner in Las Vegas. So he's in New York. I'm like, hey, can, like, Nacho, can we come to Ghost Donkey? I love that his name's Nacho. He's actually the sweetest human in the whole world. Shout out to and Nacho. What's up, Nacho? Everyone go to Ghost Donkey. It's amazing. And so we had, like, nine drinks at ghost donkey and then went like a casual to the blonde and like danced the night away and got home late um and the next morning i woke up i was like yo i'm so hungover i'm literally just gonna like watch the voice all day and i think that's is that your binge show the voice only as of late oh you like adam oh my god i have i have such a profound I feel like crush either, on him they either love adam or they're like, like getting the hot, biggest like, dick thinking about him you love a tatted oh, up I, man and like light eyes and like okay i love a light eye. dark hair oh. light eye dark hair baby face is mine yes if you're a sexy guy with tattoos listening because that is my demographic yes dm jara yeah just slide right in <laughs> i will respond this is the toughest one okay when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? This feels like really pathetic to say, but I feel like I'm not a prideful person. Mm -hmm. But I don't mean that I'm like, Mwah. like I have if no a pride. guy doesn't respond to your text, are you the kind of person that's like, fuck him? I'm not, I'm not going to text him again. Um, I want to say no. <laughs> Only. <laughs> 
here's the thing it depends what there have been like, hi hello it's me hello no like uh, oh man it depends like for instance there's been like a guy who doesn't respond and then i'm like fuck you and then i'm like out at ghost donkey yeah couple drinks in and, and like, nachos well, what do you know? i have to lose like if he doesn't write me back and i'm like what are you doing mm-hmm. so it, there's been both ends of the equation but i feel like i i'll cave in at some point if i think he's cute but i love that i love that you have like i have too much mental discipline yeah like i'll be like i'll break up with an ex and i'm like i'll never talk to him again Mm. and i like will do that Mm. ever i think too it probably plays into my past of like i this is a weakness of mine i give second chances and i allow things to be like this i feel like i'm in therapy now like mm-hmm. i allow things to be okay when they're not okay and that's mm. a lesson that i've learned with my past relationships that i'm really like, like working so on you, you don't have to see a red flag you have to be like stabbed multiple times with the red flag yes. for you to move yes. on yes <laughs> exactly and i it's only recently that i've learned that about myself especially after my last relationship mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is a moment where like girlfriend you gotta fix this fix this shit because you need to be treated and like i'm i don't say this to be like i'm the best but like i'm literally the best girlfriend mm-hmm. i'm so good because i just love to give and i love to love and like i love to be in a relationship with someone and just have a partner and that hasn't been reciprocated to me that blows my fucking mind it makes me angry it makes me angry at the universe yeah this is like you this is your wrath moment this is my wrath moment but i also (laughs) think it's like time to analyze your picker but that's what petty stinger would say oh my god i love her oh Oh, it was the greatest thing ever i would binge that shit oh my god and Um, she would tell people off and i'd be like tell her patty tell her patty and she'd be like i don't like you what are you doing with the outfit i don't like you why then then she was single so it was super awkward but i didn't want to throw under the bus yeah it's okay it's cool it makes me it's true it's like sometimes like maybe you're looking for someone like your dad subconsciously and maybe someone like your dad isn't right for you Mm. or it's just i don't know yet because i'm actually in the same place you are so now for the last question which i'm actually really excited for this one this is a surprise for you guys Mm. because i have the sense for what you're gonna say yeah winkity wink when was the last time you lusted over someone? I can't even ask about laughing. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm blushing already. We're both blushing. Oh, my God. Okay. So backtrack a little bit. Recently single, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on the dating apps. The second date I go on is with this Australian man. And Don't give a name. I will not. Okay. I will not. I'm just saying it because... I really have a thing for Australians. Who doesn't have God, a thing for why Australians? Are they so, like, you could literally be they're mediocre like, looking and have an Australian accent and you're fucking they're hot. They're basically British bad boys and tan and have good teeth. Yes. Oh, hit the nail on the head. Right? And um, he's like a total sweet talker and you just like, I instantly just melted and I was like, what is this? I feel, I, I honestly felt like I was on drugs. Like that's sort of that like lust crazy feeling how much did you guys text before the first date oh like two texts okay two (laughs) so you're like i was in love in two sex i (laughs) I mean the first text he sent me because i'm very big on like text chemistry even though that doesn't always play out but like the first text he sent me i was like (laughs) wait tell me what he said oh my god i hope he doesn't listen this is so embarrassing he's probably going to um it's fine if he does he goes hi wife (laughs) 
Oh my god. So that's probably his fucking line. Oh, he probably does it to every he single girl. He probably mass texts hi wife to Yeah. Ugh, oh, I'm let's sure. just continue. I'm getting angry. Um anyways, he swept me off my feet. It just felt like that one text swept me off my feet. No, it guys actually... don't put any effort these days. <laughs> they don't. say is hi wife and we're swept. <laughs> it's pathetic. I mean, obviously my standards are really high. Wow. Okay. You're cool. like his grammar wasn't shit. I was sold. We meet and instantly like I, I'm very much like an affection touchy kind of person and it wasn't you know that could be creepy but it wasn't he was just so smooth and like he was touchy-feely too well shall we get into the next portion well jara <laughs> and i met this weekend this is pre-nipple piercing pre-nipple for piercing. you guys to just in your mind yes. understand and we were talking about dating i said mm-hmm. i'm dating a british guy right now and she was like oh foreign guys am i right and i was like yeah she's like i saw an australian this summer and i go I saw an Australian and they're <laughs> fucking crazy. And then she's like, they're so crazy. And I was like, yeah, like they're so crazy. And then I'm like, are we talking about this person just as a joke? And I go, what was his name? And she says his name and I go, rugby player. And she goes, oh, yep. And I go, my God. We were with the same Australian. Now, we realized that I was different times. I was kind of seeing this guy from May for like two months. Mm. It wasn't like a, it was like twice a week hang for two months. Right. And Jarrah went on a couple dates. Like two. That's in, it. In September. So yes. we didn't overlap. We did not overlap. And can I just add that before I met you, I was speaking to a close friend of mine being like, listen, I just met this hot Australian. And she goes, see a rugby player? Turns out she dated him like a year and a half, two years so ago. So if you are listening and you've dated this guy, <laughs> please DM us. We want to hear your story. <laughs> you will know who we're talking about. And if about. you get him on Bumble or Hinge, we are warning you. Honestly, he's a great guy. I think I'm going to invite him on the podcast. Dude, that would be Because he's dope. really cool. Like He's he an entrepreneur. Is. He's he an is. athlete. He's really smart. And he's so hot. But And he's so hot. And he's so charming. So, oh, oh, he's God. so charming. That's that's the kicker. The but charm. We, and we both know I just don't think he's ready to settle down. No. But I really do care, and, and the we, the way we can make fun of it is because like I really do yes. like him as a person. I didn't have a fallout. Yeah, and, like, I mean, you guys per- are he cool. was perfectly nice to me. That just the the communication was. Not and when we say communication, it's like, hey, what's up, darling? And then you're like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Nothing. No response. No response. For three I'm weeks. like, I didn't even want this rejection. You know how you're like, I'm not gonna text this guy because I don't know <laughs> if he's gonna respond. I don't need that stress right now. He would bring it up to I me. Know. Oh my god. I'm or send all a d- he or did. send a DM and then never respond. Oh it's crazy. It's cool. This is dating 2018. What is life like that to not have to like respond to people i honestly i don't because i get anxiety if i don't respond to one person i'm like they think i'm the shittiest friend ever yeah i know welcome to the single life we've talked about men (laughs) we've talked about soul cycle Mm. we've talked about instagram those are pretty much the three most important things in life yeah and we've talked about your anxiety Mm. and dark times you've had and i just want to end this beautiful time we've spent together Uh with any advice you have for people who are listening on how to kind of cope how do you cope with your demons when it comes to going through something difficult i found that i've found so much relief and emotional support through friends and especially girlfriends and i say this because i came from a time in my life a couple years ago when i was going through you something. don't take friends for granted no and it's because i know what it's like to not have friends and or have a bunch of fake sucky friends. yeah or like get a boyfriend and then which has been something i've done repeatedly in my life and it's one of my big regrets uh sort of forget about your girlfriends and not prioritize them you let that dick distract you yes not great 
So I think that like whether you're single or just going through something challenging, it's been so incredible to have female support around me. So I think making sure that you prioritize your female friendships is huge for me. I think that when you're going through something challenging or even if it's not something specific, if you're just like in a funk or whatever it is, finding what works for you health-wise, even though I'm not exercising super consistently now, anytime I go work out, it just feels so fucking good to have a physical release like through sweat and through movement mm-hmm. and I think people can forget about that or if you're feeling shitty you're like I don't want to do anything but mm-hmm. just getting off your couch and just even if it's just going You'd for be a surprised walk how the physical actually helps yeah. your mind yeah totally I love that well I'm also I feel so fortunate to have made a new friend and thank you for coming on this pod thanks baby and girl thank you for experiencing hell with me it's it been actually, heaven it's yeah and you know what I definitely want to have you in the future I can't wait Ha, 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 ha.